0: all right welcome to big time basketball the basketball segment of the fantasy fanatics podcast i'm your host once again james and i'm joined once again by mette what's up man hey all right in today's episode we're going to get right down to it Uh, we'll recap some of the games in the nba from monday night Uh, And then we'll also take a look at some of the games from Tuesday night, uh, as well as some of the games on Tuesday that are still in progress. And then we'll move into the fantasy basketball pickups for the week, and then we'll take a look at Wednesday's game slate. How does that sound?
1: Sounds great.
0: All right, let's hop right into it. We'll start with Monday. Uh, We got the Minnesota Timberwolves beating the Cleveland Cavaliers 127 to 122. I guess looking at the stats for that game, D'Angelo Russell led the Timberwolves with 25 points. Kevin Love led the Cavs with 26. Then in terms of rebounds, Jared Vanderbilt had nine for the Timberwolves, and then Evan Mobley had 10 rebounds to lead the Cavs. Then in terms of assists, Jordan McLaughlin had seven to lead uh, the Timberwolves, and then Brandon Goodwin had 12 to lead Cleveland. I guess just give me your thoughts on this game overall.
1: Yeah, it's a a good win for the Timberwolves on the road against a good Cavaliers team, but Cleveland's kind of, they're going through more injury problems than they already had, so that's really unfortunate for them. They were without Garland and Karis Levert here, so yeah, I'm kind of impressed with the way they were able to keep it a close game, and yeah, it is a loss, but guys like Brandon Goodwin, he did a great job stepping into the starting lineup. Like you said, he led the team in assists. And yeah, he double doubled. So great performance from him. And yeah, they're just it's just really unfortunate right now for the Cavaliers. They continue to go through the the injury problem.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's been all season, especially at the guard position. They've had a lot of injuries. Um, not much else you can say there. At least the Timberwolves, they pick up the wins when they need to, and they have a winning record this year, so good on them. And um, I guess moving to the next game, sort of two bottom-tier teams from the East with the Orlando Magic being the Indiana Pacers, 119-103. to um, Looking at the stats, Wendell Carter Jr. led the Magic with 21 points, Tyrese Halliburton at 23 to lead the Pacers. Then for rebounds, Wendell Carter also had 12 to lead Orlando, while Jalen Smith had eight to lead the Pacers. And then the leaders in assists were Jalen Suggs with 10 to lead the Magic, and then Tyrese Halliburton at seven to lead the Pacers. I guess give me your thoughts on this game. I think it's a good win for Orlando.
1: Yeah, this is kind of another unexpected result, as Indiana might not have the greatest record, but they had a better record than Orlando. And I like what they did at the trade deadline. They got younger They did lose Sabonis and Levert, but like I said, they acquired younger talent, guys like Jalen Smith, uh, Tyrese Halliburton. They're already uh, proving to be great players, and they should get even better. Even Buddy Heald was a great pickup. So, yeah, that's why I'm kind of shocked. I I like the roster in Indiana, but uh, it's not like the biggest loss. And for Orlando, yeah, it's a great win. I mean, uh for them like any wins a great win at this point but uh yeah uh shout out to mark alford as well this was his first game back he looked great out there so yeah it's great to see him back out there as he's missed quite some time
0: yeah for sure definitely gave the team a boost uh enough for them to get the win uh pretty solid overall um i guess moving to the next game a huge win for the toronto raptors they beat the brooklyn nets 133 to 97 Um, yeah, 30-plus point win here for the Raptors. Scotty Barnes leads them with 28 points. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge led the Nets with 15. Barnes also led them in rebounds with 16, while Dayron Sharp led the Nets with 7. And then in terms of assists, Pascal Siakam had 6 to lead the Raptors, and Goran Dragic had 5 to lead Brooklyn. I mean, as a Raptors fan, give me your thoughts on this game.
1: Yeah, this was a much-needed win. I know the Nets... They're going through some injury problems of their own, but the Raptors were really struggling. They've been one and four before this game, and before that one and four stretch, they had an eight game win streak, so yeah, it was kind of unfortunate, and two of those losses were thirty plus losses, and then the other one or the third one of those losses was a twenty plus loss, so yeah, they were getting. Completely blown out. They really had to have a game like this to kind of switch the momentum, I guess. And yeah, it was a huge performance from Scotty Barnes, only missing two field goals. Super impressive rookie year. He continues to impress. And Malachi Flynn, he really stepped in for Van Vliet. Uh, Great performance from him as well. Uh, I hope now that Nick Nurse has seen some good performances from Malachi that you can keep him in the rotation as I see a lot of people complain about the lack of depth from the Raptors but I really believe like they've got enough players to play like a 10-man rotation even Utah Watanabe last year he was definitely one of the better bench players for Toronto and this year he hasn't gotten as much of an opportunity so yeah I think there's guys that he could trust on and give more minutes to on uh during specific nights. But yeah, like I said, the Raptors were really struggling and they needed this win. And for the Nets, it was tough as no Kyrie. Uh Ben Simmons, he's still out without a timeline. So we don't know when he'll play. And then Kevin Durant is also out, but he's nearing return. So once he gets back, that's going to be huge for the Nets.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. A good win for the Raptors without uh, Freddie Van Vliet. Um, of course, Brooklyn didn't have their big three. So, yeah, it, it was tough for them. But, yeah, a win's a win at this rate, uh, at this part of the season. So, yeah, good win for the Raptors there. Uh, moving to the next game, the Miami Heat uh, beat the Chicago Bulls 112-99. to This is the battle of the first and second seeds in the East, and Miami stays on top with the win. Uh, Tyler Harrell leads them with 20 points, uh, and then Zach Levine led the Bulls with 22. Uh, in terms of rebounds, uh, Bam Adebayo had 7 to lead the Heat, and then Nikola Vucevic had 7 to lead the Bulls. Uh, and then in terms of assists, Tyler Hero had 5 to lead Miami, and Kobe White had 6 to lead Chicago. Um, yeah, it's a heavyweight matchup here, I guess. What are your thoughts?
1: It's a tough loss for Chicago as this was kind of a game that they could have proved themselves, but they are without Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso. Those two guys are huge, especially on the defensive end for them. So, yeah, I could give them a pass for that reason. With those two guys back, they're a completely different team. And I believe this is DeRozan's first game under 30 points in, like, 9, 10 games. So, yeah, usually DeMar, he's uh shooting lights out. So. It was an off game for him, and, yeah, that's what happens for the Bulls. And for the Heat, Uh, they continue to look really impressive. They're currently the first seed in the East, so, yeah, great job by them. And they were without Lowry, so, yeah, it's an impressive win.
0: Yeah, I mean, what Miami's doing this year is really impressive considering all the injuries they've been through. I think pretty much every player in their starting lineup has had an injury at some point this season. So, yeah, really good on them and good win over the Bulls there. Uh, getting to the next game, the uh, Memphis Grizzlies being the San Antonio Spurs 118-105. to 105. Yeah, this game was pretty much the Ja Morant show. He led the Grizzlies with 52 points. Insane. Uh, Lonnie Walker led the Spurs with 22 In terms of rebounds, Stephen Adams had 14 to lead the Grizzlies and Jakob Pertl had 10 uh, to lead the Spurs. And then for assists, uh, Desmond Bain had six to lead the Grizzlies and DeJounte Murray had eight to lead San Antonio. I mean, yeah, impressive um, from Ja Morant, 52 points. I guess, what are your thoughts on this game?
1: Yeah, really impressive from Ja Morant. That's a career-high 52 for him. He had an amazing dunk on Jakob Pertl. And then that buzzer beater... It was like at the end of the second or third, something like that was was just insane. And yeah, it looks like Ja Moran, he might be a serious m as this Grizzlies team was like ninth seed or something, and then they got in via the play-in tournament last season. And yeah, I think they lost like four-one to Utah. And a year later, here they are at 43 and 20, sitting third place in the Western Conference, so, yeah, I don't think a lot of people expected that, and, yeah, it's just, it's been a really impressive season for them, and the addition of Steven Adams, I feel like was great for them, like, he's nothing special, but he just plays his role so well, he's a rebound machine, He sets really hard picks, he only had three field goals here, like, he knows what he has to do, so, yeah, this this Memphis team has been really impressive. And for the Spurs, I mean, I guess it's just another tough performance for them. But I think Lonnie Walker, if I'm not mistaken, he's been playing really, really good lately. So that's great to see from them. Like, you just want to see the young guys play. And a couple episodes ago, I was talking about how they need to play Joshua Primo. And although they played him only just under 10 minutes like there's been a lot of games where they don't play them at all so yeah I'll definitely take that just keep playing the young guys and play for the future
0: yeah I definitely agree yeah this Grizzlies team they've just been so solid Um, yeah like you talked about the whole thing how you should John Moran should be in the MVP conversation I definitely agree there's a lot of really solid players though in that conversation so um, it's really tough to sort through all of them, but yeah, good win for the Grizzlies. Uh, moving to the next game, Milwaukee Bucks beating the Charlotte Hornets, one thirty to one hundred six. Yanis um, Antetokounmpo led the Bucks with twenty six points. Lamelo Ball had twenty four to lead the Hornets, and then Yanis also added sixteen assists. Sorry, sixteen rebounds to lead the Bucks. While Kelly Oubre had seven to lead the Hornets, and then in terms of assists. Drew Holiday had eight to lead the Bucs, and Terry Rozier also had eight to lead the Hornets. Um, Big win for Milwaukee. I guess, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, it's a good win for them, and I've been pretty impressed with Milwaukee, actually, as they're without Brooke Lopez, and yeah, he's not a star player, but he's a huge part of this team. He can knock down the three at the center position. He's one of the best shot blockers in the league, so. Yeah, that's a big guy they're missing, and Bobby Portis has done a great job filling in for him. He can also shoot the three like Lopez, which is great, but he's definitely doesn't have the shot-blocking prowess as Lopez. So, yeah, he's done a great job, and, yeah, I continue to be impressed with this with this Bucks team, even though they're only fourth seed. Like, uh, I don't really get too hung up on, like, the seeds uh, for regular season, especially for a team that proved themselves like the Bucks last season. So, yeah, as long as they get in, they can make a run. And for the Hornets, I saw this stat. I can't really, like, remember the records. But last season, they had a pretty good record. And then Gordon Hayward went down. Uh, and the record got way worse this season. They had a solid record as well. And without Hayward, again, they're struggling. So, yeah, Gordon Hayward is probably, like, the second or third best player on this team behind LaMelo Ball and, like, Terry Rozier, I'd say. Maybe even Miles Bridges actually is having a great season. But, yeah, he's a big part of this team. So, they're a pretty young team. Gordon Hayward, he's been around the block for a while. And, yeah, he's... He's like the veteran presence they need, and they're definitely missing him right now.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, ever since he went down, this Hornets team just hasn't been the same. Um, and then yeah, in, t- in terms of Milwaukee, yeah, they're they're pretty much they're getting healthier and they're they're playing a lot better. So definitely a solid win for them. And then getting to the next game, Sacramento Kings being the Oklahoma City Thunder, one thirty-one to one ten. Uh, De'Aaron Fox led the Kings with 29 points. Shai Gilgeous-Alexander had 37 to lead the Thunder. And then, in terms of rebounds, Demantis Sabonis led the Kings with 16. And then, Alexei uh, Pokusevsky had uh, eight to lead the Thunder. And then, uh, for assists, uh, De'Aaron Fox had 10 to lead the Kings, and Shai Gilgeous-Alexander had 10 to lead OKC. Um, I guess, what are your thoughts on this win for Sacramento?
1: Yeah, it's a much-needed win. I think they started, like, 2-0 and with Sabonis, and then they might have lost, like, three or four games in a row, and then they finally get their third win with Sabonis. And I just noticed Trey Lyles was starting this game. He had a really good game. So that might be a nice fantasy pickup if you need someone. But, yeah, I mean, I really hope this Sabonis trade works out for the Kings as – feel like i talk about this every episode now but like they've they've been out of the playoffs for a long time so yeah for them to get back in the playoffs i'm sure their fans would love that so this is a step in the right direction for them and for the uh thunder yeah it's just another loss for them that's number 42 and yeah they're they're like in the same boat as every other tanking team. They're just playing their young guys and they've got quite a lot of young guys to play. So it's just about figuring out who you want, sticking around for next season, I guess, for them.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, Like you said, Sacramento, they haven't made the playoffs for a while. I think you could probably say the same thing about OKC as well. It's been a while since they've been in the playoffs. Both teams are still trying to figure it out. I think OKC, they're a lot younger, so they, they don't really need to sort of rush the process. But I feel like for Sacramento, they kind of they have guys that they want to sort of move forward with. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether they can make a push at the playoffs, but definitely a solid win for sure. I guess moving to Tuesday's games now, we'll take a look at some of the games that are finished up. Uh, Washington Wizards being the Detroit Pistons, 116 to 113. Um in terms of leaders here for points, Kyle Kuzma led the Wizards with 21 points. Jeremy Grant had 26 to lead the Pistons. And then uh, in terms of uh, rebounds, Kyle Kuzma led the Wizards with nine, and Kate Cunningham had nine rebounds to lead the Pistons. And then Ish Smith had eight assists to lead the Wizards, and Kate Cunningham had five to lead the Pistons. I guess give me your thoughts on this win for Washington. Uh,
1: Solid win. Uh, They are playing without... Perzingis he's yet to debut for them so I'm really interested to see how he'll play with the Wizards as I feel like he should definitely be the number one option going there especially without Bradley Beal right now so yeah I'm definitely interested to see how that works out and yeah Kyle Kuzma he's had a great year Uh, he received a lot of slander Last couple of seasons playing for the Lakers. So it's great to see him play great like this, this season. And for the Pistons, I feel like even though the record's rough, they've been playing much better lately. Uh, Jeremiah Grant, they've gotten him back like maybe like a month ago. So that definitely had something to do with it. Cade Cunningham, he's getting better every day. So that definitely has another thing to do with it. And Isaiah Stewart, he was off to like a really tough start at the beginning of the season. Although he didn't have the greatest game here, like he's looked much better lately. So yeah, that's great to see for them as well as he's a player I really believe in. I think he can be a great player going forward. And yeah, it's just... Another game for the Pistons. That's number 47 for them. Lost number 47.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's not much else we can say. They're pretty much one of the worst teams in the East right now. Uh, they're rebuilding, um, you know, at the deadline, of course, dealing players. Um, so, yeah, this is pretty much a routine loss at this point. I guess the Wizards are trying to stay in the hunt, so it was a good win for them. I guess moving on to the next game, Boston Celtics beating the Atlanta Hawks 107-98. to 98 um good win for the celtics here jason tatum led them with 33 points trey young had 31 to lead the hawks then for rebounds robert williams had 13 to lead the celtics clint capella had 11 to lead the hawks and then for assists jason tatum had seven to lead the celtics and trey young at six to lead the hawks um i guess give me your thoughts on this game. good win for boston here
1: definitely a good win for them uh Boston was like a team I was kind of harping on at the beginning of the year. Like, they were either like 500 or like a couple games above 500 or a couple games below 500 for the longest time. So, yeah, for them to go on this run, they're now 10 games over 500. It's pretty impressive, especially this late in the season. You definitely want to be clicking right now. So, yeah, for, that's great for them. And then also just uh, talking about the Celtics, Derek White has been a great pickup for them. Uh, he had a pretty good game this game as well. So, yeah, that was definitely a great move for them at the deadline. And for the Hawks, they've kind of been like the Celtics, but they've definitely been like more than a couple of games under 500 earlier. So... I guess the fact that they are kind of close to 500 is a bit impressive, but at the same time, like they were in the Eastern conference finals last season. So we definitely expected much more from them, but they're sitting at 10th right now. So with the current uh, format of the NBA, they are in a play-in spot and they're only two wins away from getting in the playoffs. So yeah, as long as they stay like 10th, to seventh, they have a chance to make the playoffs and get hot to make a run again. So it is a tough loss, but it's not like they're completely hopeless.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Boston, they've been playing so well. A really solid routine win for them at this point. And then, yeah, as for the Hawks, like you said, a little disappointing this year, but sitting in that tenth spot, it, I mean, if they can hold it, they're still going to get into the play-in. So yeah, hopefully, can sort of maintain that. Getting to the next game, it's a rematch from Monday. It's the Toronto Raptors beating the Brooklyn Nets again, this time a one-point win, 109 to 108. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. led the Raptors with 24 points. James Johnson led the Nets with 19. Scotty Barnes led the Raptors with 10 rebounds, while LaMarcus Aldridge led the Nets with nine. And then for assists, Malachi Flynn led the Raptors with eight, and Seth Curry led the Nets with six. Uh, I guess give me your thoughts on this win. another win for the Raptors.
1: Yeah, this was a much tighter game. The Raptors came really clutch at the end as they went into the fourth down like eight points, something like that. And yeah, they, they had a great fourth quarter to make up for that. And this was the first game they played with a full capacity crowd in a really long time. So yeah, a great way for them to open up again. With a huge victory. And yeah, the crowd was really letting Goran Dragic hear it. Whenever he touched the ball, it was like the Vince Carter treatment back in the days. They just start booing him instantly. So it's kind of nice to see, as it was a really intense game. And it felt like a playoff game for sure. So yeah, great to have the fans back in the stands for the Raptors. And they came through when it mattered. So uh, that's the most important part and like I was saying for the previous game Malachi Flynn had to start again for Van Vliet and he had another great performance so hopefully he sticks around in the rotation as even last season at the end of the year he was really having great performances so yeah he's only a sophomore he's got great potential he definitely needs to be playing for the Raptors I believe. For the Nets, this is a much better performance as they got blown out like 30 plus points yesterday. So, yeah, great job by them. Uh, coming back more prepared, only losing by one, it's tough. And they were playing zone for my, most of the game on defense and it was pretty effective. So, yeah, that was a good adjust, adjustment they made. And yeah, like I said, Drogic, he was really hearing it from the crowd. So it was a pretty intense game and another much-needed victory for the Raptors.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. You get two back-to-back wins um, against a team in your division that you're trying to stay ahead of. I believe the Raptors are ahead of them now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they are. So yeah, you definitely want to... Uh, get those uh, wins. And even though this was a close one, still a solid win for the Raptors. So yeah, good on them. Uh, We'll move to the next game. We have the LA Clippers being the Houston Rockets, uh, 113 to 100. We have Ivika Zubac leading the Clippers with 22 points. Jalen Green leading the Rockets with 20. Zubac also led the Clippers with 12 rebounds, while Alperin Sengun had nine to lead the Rockets. Then Reggie Jackson had six assists to lead the Clippers, while Dennis Schroeder had six assists to lead Houston. Um, I guess, give me your thoughts on this win. Pretty solid for the Clippers.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think these two teams face off on Sunday. And I believe the Clippers won by one. So this was a bigger win for the Clippers. And yeah, I mean, you don't really see a lot of performances like this from Zubac, at least in the points department, uh, he rarely leads them in points, so yeah, great job by him. With the double-double, really came through for them, and yeah, this Clippers team, they continue to stay in the hunt without Paul George, without Kawhi Leonard. They're two best players, so yeah, definitely, it's really impressive what they're doing. It's just a pretty much an all-around team effort from them, and then for Houston, uh, I mean, there's not m- too much to talk about. They're, I think they're the worst team in the league record-wise right now. And yeah, Schroeder was a pretty good pickup for them. Uh, he did have a rough game here, but I like his game, and hopefully he sticks around. We'll see what they decide to do with him. And. Yeah, I'm glad they're playing Alperen Schengen a bit more. And he had 15 shots this game. That might have been a career high as he's usually not shooting that much. So, yeah, I'm definitely glad they're using him more.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Definitely agree with the Clippers. Uh, solid win. They definitely try to stay in that playoff spot. And then for the Rockets, like you said, rebuilding, playing the young guys. They're just doing what they're normally doing. It's a tough loss, but not much they can really do about it. Um, Getting to the next game, pretty big upset here. We have the Minnesota Timberwolves beating the Golden State Warriors, 129-114. to A great win for the Wolves here. Karl-Anthony Towns leads them with 39 points. Steph Curry leads Golden State with 34. In terms of rebounds, uh, Karl-Anthony Towns had nine to lead the Wolves, and Kevon Looney had seven to lead Golden State. Um, D'Angelo Russell added seven assists to lead the, the Timberwolves, and then Kevon Looney had five assists to lead the Warriors. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on this upset? It's
1: definitely not something you expect as, yeah, the Timberwolves are solid, but this is the Warriors we're talking about. So, yeah, they were the Timberwolves were without uh, Anthony Edwards. Makes the win even more impressive. And I feel like I say this every episode, but, yeah, they just continue to, to impress as they've come a long way from last year. and. Patrick Beverly's got a big uh, part of that. Uh, it's another guy who, who kind of receives a lot of slander uh, as like, he's got like a dirty type of game. If you know what I mean? Like uh, he's just a player who's always harassing the other team's best player, but you love to have a guy like that on your team as uh, yeah, he's a, big time competitor and he's bought brought a winning mentality to the Timberwolves. So uh, he's doing a great job for them for the Warriors. We're off to a really hot start. I feel like they're kind of cooling off at this point. They were without Clay Thompson and Danny Green, uh, not Danny Green, sorry. Dreamer Dreamer Green. Green, yeah. yeah. So yeah, the, kind of gives them, like, a pass. But at the same time, I expect more from the Warriors as they're the second-best team in the Western conference. Actually, that that's probably the second-best record in the league. So, yeah, you definitely got to expect more from them. And, yeah, it's a tough loss for them. Like I said, I feel like they've kind of been, like, cooling off. So, hopefully, they regain their momentum as beginning of the year they were they were on fire like almost uh never losing so we'll see how the future looks for them
0: yeah i definitely agree definitely could have used a bit more effort from golden state but we don't want to take away from the solid win that minnesota put together so great on them for getting the win um there's one game currently going on in the first quarter the Dallas Mavericks are leading the LA Lakers we won't be covering that game so we're going to move into the fantasy basketball pickups for the week I guess for the guard position I guess who's your pickup for the week
1: for guard I went with Contavious Caldwell Pope of the Washington Wizards 38% rostered and he's point guard shooting guard and small forward eligible so yeah he's got try position eligibility it's like the dream for fantasy and in my opinion there's no real number two scoring option right now behind kyle kuzma so yeah there's a lot of shot attempts for him and last two weeks he's putting up great numbers 46 percent field goal 100 percent free throw percentage two and a half threes a game 17.8 points on 1.8 steals so yeah he's he's having a solid couple of weeks and I think there's a lot of shot opportunities right now for him in Washington
0: yeah for sure and um, I guess my guard pickup for the week I have Mark Kelly Fultz I know you talked about him earlier making his return in his return I mean uh, he played pretty solid yet uh, tw- uh, what is it 12 points in uh, 17 minutes really solid overall uh, two rebounds, six assists to go with that. I mean, um, he's gonna definitely going to be getting more minutes um, coming up. Uh, obviously, uh, we just got to see what the rotation's going to look like with Orlando, but it's only around 20% rostered. Uh, you can pretty much add him in almost every league. He should be pretty productive for you as he's a, a pretty good talent. Overall, he's just dealt with a lot of injuries, so we'll pick up Mark Kelly Fultz. Um, I'll get back to who's your forward pickup for the week.
1: Forward, I went with Alec Burks. New York Knicks, 32% rostered and point guard, shooting guard, small forward eligible, just like Cantavius Caldwell Pope. And like I said, that's the fantasy dream for them to play three positions. And Kemba Walker just got shut down like maybe a week ago, tops for the year. So Alec Burks is back in the starting five for the Knicks. He hasn't been putting up the greatest numbers lately, but. There's one thing I know, and that's that Tom Thibodeau, he loves to play his starters heavy minutes. And yeah, uh, Burks, he's been playing 34 minutes in each of his last two games, and I believe in him. He's, He's a solid player. I think he can turn it around and definitely start producing.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess for my forward pickup for the week, I have Precious Achua. He's also that three-position dream guy in Yahoo. He plays small forward, power forward, and center. He's around 40% rostered. Um, I guess prior to the the Tuesday game, uh, he had a back-to-back games of over 20 points. Uh, he made five uh, threes total. Um, he's been averaging like eight and a half rebounds over those two games, averaging three assists. Like He's just been really solid overall um his percentages aren't going to hurt you as well he's definitely offering that uh, try eligibility that a lot of uh, managers look for he's getting minutes with the Raptors as the Raptors have dealt with some injuries so definitely uh, go pick him up deep leagues he's must own shallow leagues you can definitely take a look at him he'll definitely be pretty solid for you um I guess moving to centers uh, who do you have for this
1: week for center I went with Jackson Hayes of the New Orleans Pelicans at, he's sitting at 33% roster, and he's power forward and center eligible. He's been starting lately for the Pelicans at the power forward position, and he's doing a great job. Uh, last two weeks, he's averaging 76% field goal, which is insane, 71% free throw, uh, 0.3 threes a game. I know that's not a lot, but at the center position, uh, for him to be able to to make the three is is just another victory for you uh 12.8 points 6.5 rebounds 0.8 steals and one block like uh proving to be a very versatile fantasy player so as long as he's playing like starting for the pelicans he's definitely a must-have
0: yeah, for sure, and um, my center pickup for the week, again, is James Wiseman, and I'll just say it again, um, he's playing in the G League right now, uh, he's just shaking off the rust after his rehab from his injury, he'll be getting called up to the Warriors soon, and there's a chance that he'll be inserted in the starting lineup as soon as he gets there, so uh, you definitely want that upside on that high-tempo offense with the likes of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and others. Uh I didn't even mention Andrew Wiggins uh, All Star this year, so I mean they're they're loaded. If you throw Wiseman in there, that's a huge upside and potential right there for fantasy, especially in the fantasy playoffs. So if he's available in your league, throw him in your IR spot. Um, I guess while he's in the G League, and then definitely um, put him in your lineup. He'll definitely be really solid when he gets back. And yeah. That's gonna be our fantasy basketball pickups for the week so now let's take a look at Wednesday's game slate take a look at some of the lines here we'll start with uh Indiana Pacers against Orlando magic this is a rematch from the last game um it looks like the magic are favored by one and a half I guess uh do you think the magic can win back to back
1: uh no I'll go with the Pacers like I said I like the Pacers talent and yeah I think they can make the adjustments to come out victorious this time
0: yeah I definitely think that boost that the Magic got with Volts coming back it's not going to be as strong next game I think there is a chance that the Pacers get it done I'll go with them as well um, we'll get to the next game it's the Charlotte Hornets at the Cleveland Cavaliers the Cavaliers are favored by three and a half I guess which side do you like here
1: it's kind of tough to tell right now as Garland and Lavert have been out lately for the Cavaliers so Those two obviously make a huge difference for them. Let's say they're out. uh, I'd go with the Hornets for sure. And then let's say one of them play, then you could definitely look at the Cavaliers, but I might still lean with the Hornets as, yeah, they're like, even though they're struggling, they kind of seem like the safer bet since they're healthier in a sense. So, yeah, if both of them are playing, though, at three and a half, the Cavaliers are definitely the play. So, yeah, definitely check the injury report before, before betting on this, I think.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I'm going to go with Cleveland here uh, either way. I feel like that they put up a solid effort against a strong Minnesota team, even, even without some of their top guards. So, um, yeah, this struggling Hornets team, I don't think they're a match for Cleveland. I'm going to go with Cleveland here. Uh, moving to the next game. Philadelphia 76ers are hosting the New York Knicks. Sixers are favored by 10 and a half. I guess, which side do you like here?
1: Oh, wow. That's a big spread. And if you know me, I don't like those big numbers, but the Knicks have really struggled lately. So this one's kind of tough for me, but I might just go with the Knicks either way. As like I said, I'm not a big fan of the big spreads.
0: I think these two teams played over the weekend, if I'm not mistaken. The line that time was like around seven and a half, and I think the 76ers covered it. So I think I might go with the Sixers here, even though it's it's like a double-digit spread. I don't like those, but uh, I mean, just the way they've been playing, I think you just ride the hot hand at this point. So I'm going to go with Philly. Um, Getting to the next game, we have the Sacramento Kings at the New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans are favored by four and a half. I guess, uh, which side do you like here?
1: This is another good question, but I think I might have to go with the Pelicans. Uh, They're looking much better with McCollum. And, yeah, uh, the Kings have been okay without Sabonis, but I feel like most of their wins have come against, like, weaker teams. So, yeah, I think the pelicans should be able to win and cover that
0: yeah i might go with the pelicans as well i definitely agree with pretty much most of the points that you said like they just seem like the stronger team right now and i mean four and a half it's not too much when you count like fouls and everything at the end i mean they can definitely cover the spread so i'll go with the pelicans um we got the utah jazz at the houston rockets the jazz are favored by 12 and a half um i guess huge spread what are your thoughts
1: Ah, these ones are really tough as like they're big spreads for a reason, you know. It's a complete mismatch, but yeah, like it's really hard for me to go with the big spread. So, the rockets are home. I mean, it's a pretty big spread. Let's just run with the rockets in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Utah. I, I watched them beat Phoenix over the weekend. This is such a strong team, the Rockets. They're not gonna stand a chance. They'll probably win by like twenty or thirty, probably. So I'm gonna go with Utah. Um, uh, another good matchup here. We got Miami Heat at the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks are favored by five points at home. I guess. Which side do you like?
1: You said Bucks are favored by five, right? Yeah. Like, the Heat are the best team in the East right now. They are on the road, and they didn't have Lowry, so they might miss him this game. But to have them at plus, I think, is a big advantage. So I would definitely go with the Heat. Unless, like, Bam or, like, Butler, Uh, yeah, one of those two guys also get ruled out, I think I'd definitely go with the Heat.
0: Yeah, I think I'm on the same side as you. I mean, you're giving me points with, like, the top team in the East, and we just saw what they did to Chicago. I mean, I definitely think they can keep it close with the Bucs, if not potentially win the game. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to go with Miami as well. Um, And then we have uh, the OKC Thunder um, at the Denver Nuggets. It looks like the Nuggets are favored by 13 points. Uh, Another big spread. Uh, Who do you like here?
1: Yeah is a great question, but it's a big spread. I might have to go with the Nuggets, though, since they're on a six-game win streak. And, yeah, OKC, they haven't been playing the greatest lately. And, yeah, it's kind of contradicting myself. Like, I don't really like to go for the big spreads, unless like a team like the Nuggets they're on fire. So... Yeah, might as well roll with
0: the hot hand. Yeah, I think I might actually go on the other side. I definitely think OKC, they might have a chance to keep it close here. Um, I know that they did lose a pretty big game over the weekend, but I feel like that they had been playing a little bit better than that before. So uh, I'll definitely take the chance with uh, going with OKC in this one. And then uh, last game here, Portland Trailblazers at the Phoenix Suns. while well, the Suns are favored by 13 points as well. Uh, I mean, where are you going here?
1: Ah, another big spread, but, oh, I don't know. They've lost two in a row without Chris Paul. And, yeah, he's definitely a big piece of that team. And the Blazers, they've also lost two in a row, but I think they're, like, at 4-2, and two, something like that, since the McCollum trade, so... Yeah, they don't even have to win. It's a huge spread. I'll just go with the Blazers. They've looked much better than I thought they would without uh, McCollum.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're definitely right about that. They don't need to win. They just need to cover. I'll go with the Blazers as well. They have looked better. Uh, The Suns, I definitely think they'll bounce back and get the win here, but I don't really know about covering. I don't know if they can cover such a big spread. And, yeah, that's pretty much uh, the entire game slate for Wednesday. I guess any last thoughts from you?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's great to have the fans back in Toronto. So that's definitely a plus, at least for Raptors fans. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, outside of that, uh, Denver Nuggets, they're – the hottest team i think right now in the league they're on the a six game win streak so they're playing tomorrow let's see if they can keep it going and yeah we're getting even closer to the playoffs so it's getting really exciting in the nba
0: yeah i definitely agree playoff basketball is where it gets really exciting when you get to see the actual good teams we won't see blowouts every night like we've been seeing you know and it, it's nice to be able to see uh, tight games, games that go down to the wire, um, all those sorts of things. So um, yeah, definitely uh, we've seen much better basketball after the All-Star break. Hopefully it'll continue right into the play-in and then into the playoffs. But yeah, uh, that's going to be the end of big-time basketball for this week. Just make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at FanFanPodcast. We've been posting pics for all these games as well as NHL, so definitely go check that out. Uh, we got this episode on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts just make sure you like subscribe share hit the bell for notifications on YouTube leave comments reviews all that good stuff and yeah um definitely a huge slate for Wednesday a lot of games here uh, a lot of exciting games as well and yeah we'll talk to you guys on the next episode